The job. The stress. We are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. Politics. Politics. Pressure. Pressure. Get out of here. We got a guy with a long rifle. We don't know where the hell he's at. Fear. Survival. Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor. We believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay. And we get it. And we have to do better. The truth behind the badge. Presented by the Team South Florida Law Enforcement Charity. Good evening, good evening. This is Rich with Team South Florida. It is May 17th, and we're going to do one more of our member introductions with our volunteers. This is one of the things that we like to do as an organization. We started doing it earlier this year. Just a brief opportunity to allow those who help us out and volunteer their time and services, energy and effort to introduce themselves and share a little bit about themselves and maybe what inspires them to do what they do and help us out. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Emily to our very fancy professional studio over here. And welcome, Emily. You might be the first person to have her own entrance music. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Even better now that I have my own entrance music. So, feeling good. I'm glad you're feeling good. I'm always thankful when you take the time and you join us and help us out. And it's just, it's really, it's truly special, our relationship. And I know we met and we came in contact under such a, a negative circumstance and a tragedy an absolute tragedy but i'm so proud and all of us uh, i could speak for our whole organization and our board myself mike and christine we are so appreciative and thankful for your support and how you help us out absolutely i'll do anything for you guys and family um really appreciate it so for those who don't know emily she is one of our civilian volunteers and I don't even want to step on your toes. So, Emily, why don't you briefly introduce yourself? I mean, most, most of our supporters know you already, but for those who might not, go at it. I am the wife of fallen BSO Deputy Benjamin Ryan Nymphs. Uh, I am the president of the Benjamin Nymphs Hero Foundation, and most recently, I am the family liaison for Team South Florida. And thank you for that. And I can't say that that was easy i um i remember we were having this conversation and you you certainly proved me wrong i was i pushed you on it you did i thought i was I looking did. i thought i was looking out for your best interest however mike and christine said absolutely not they said if if emily tells you she's ready and she wants to do this and she wants to help out then that's the right answer and you confirmed it so what what's well, your... fuck yeah thank you mike and christine <laughs> <laughs> what what sparked your interest? I mean, our organization exists to help families of fallen officers. So you're one of the you're one of the people that motivates us and inspires us. And it's it's kind of crazy for me to think about because it's like now we've we've had a couple of people who 
in your situation have offered to help and they have helped. But to the extent that you've put yourself out there, you're, you're pretty much, you call me anytime. I want to get involved. I want to do things. I want to do more. What inspired you? How, how did you become involved with us? I became involved with you guys. Well, you know, I mean, you sent me that Facebook message about the uh, shopping spree for the kids. And I thought it was, you know, I had my own little rules about how we were going to do it and how we were going to go about it. Um, but I thought it was a wonderful idea. And I, I wanted the kids to have that opportunity. And I, you know, you, you did it. Um, you, you knew that I wanted to start the foundation for Bendy and you were just so willing to help. And I wanted to do that for other people. I, I wanted to be my own version of rich, I guess. So, um, and I, I just, I love what you guys are doing. I believe in you guys. I believe in your mission. You guys are good. You guys help. And I, I wanted to be part of that. Well, that's, that's awesome. And I definitely appreciate the kind words. It's not easy, but it, you really weren't asking for much, you know, just a, a few questions here or there and some late night phone calls and messages and random things here and there about how do I do this or what do I say on this? But you, you did it all by yourself, really. I mean, you have to give yourself a big pat on the back. But as far as the shopping spree is concerned, that's one of our charitable initiatives. And my, my next question was going to be, I ask every one of our, our volunteers, what's one of the most, what charitable initiative are you most passionate about? And I guess suffice it to say, that would probably be it for you. That is it for me. Yeah. I mean, so Benji was killed obviously in July and October, you reached out to me in November, we did the shopping spree. It's all still very, you know, we're still not even a year out. So it's all still very new, but it was very fresh at that point. And just to see, I mean, Eliza and Tommy loved it. I'm, I'm sitting in the basement right now and I can see the picture from the shopping spree on the office wall. And she was just so happy. Tommy was so happy. Every single one of the volunteers that was there was amazing. And um, it, it was a great experience. It was beautiful. The kids, they just, they loved it. They got to pick out toys for other kids and they got to shop with other cops and it was a great experience. It's what they needed. It's what they needed at that time. And I'm just so grateful to you guys for that. Well, you know, you bring up a good point too. Um, we never had this happen before, but you, you're so incredibly selfless. It was really just so special. One of the things, and I don't know, I don't think we really publicize this or anything, but one of the things that you did for your children you wanted to teach them some life lessons. And yes, we took them on a shopping spree. We picked out some presents for the holiday time, which is something that's very important to each one of our volunteers. I mean, we really believe in that. But you knew about our toy drive that we do as well. And we coordinate that with mm -hmm. the 9463 Foundation in partnership with the American Police Hall of Fame and Museum. And ultimately, what it comes down to the long and short of it is everybody teams up and everybody helps everybody and at the end when we all work together the result is huge so you actually had your kids pick out presents for other children of fallen law enforcement officers which is absolutely remarkable there was an opportunity there for the kids to learn that it's our job to help other people when we can and i thought it was important to do that 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. The shopping spree is definitely interesting in that there are no similar shopping sprees. I mean, every one we do is somewhat different. There's there are certain families that have agencies there and huge support. There are certain families that want nobody there. There are certain families that decline it respectfully and just say thank you, but I'd, I'd rather not. Um, and I, I don't want to pry or, or ask too much, so you can, as always, tell me to shut up or, or skip the question. But yours, I recall, was very private. You had a select mm -hmm. few people that you wanted to be there. Um, do you want to talk about that at all? Is there any reasoning for it or skip the question? Everything around. And I think any any wife or spouse or family member of a fallen um, officer can kind of agree this it's you know when we lose somebody it's very public you know it's something it's it's the most painful and one of the things that we we should have the most privacy on and it, it's just the most public thing ever when it's in the line of duty um and our whole lives were just out there and i just you know what there was two reasons behind it one it's my fucking kids and it's something for for, for them, this isn't about publicity. This is not about any kind of fucking political bullshit. This is about my kids and them having the opportunity to have life lesson and have some fun with cops. That's it. And the other part of it was kind of like, right, you just did right now. You gave me a pat on the back. You were like, that's so good of you, you know, to, to donate these toys. And I don't, it's not good of me. <laughs> I don't, you know, I have a real hard time accepting stuff like that. So I didn't want the, um, I guess I didn't, I didn't want any of that attention. So. I definitely understand. And we all appreciated the opportunity. So with that said, I know you did your homework, you've researched us, you accepted the shopping mm -hmm. spree, you accepted the shopping spree, you followed up with us, you kept in contact with us at some point. I don't know what it was, but at some point something inspired you to say, I want to do more. What led you to, two-part question here, what led you to become our, our family liaison and what do you see your role as being? What, what do you hope to accomplish? What is your goal? What do you want to share about that? So I guess what inspired me was the fact that you guys were so willing to be there for me. I think, um, and now, you know, most recently some of my, my three best friends happen to be from Team South Florida, you, JJ, and Brian, um, and you guys were, were there, and you guys have continued to be there for me, um, and you guys have respected everything that I've, everything that I've wanted, you guys have respected it, uh, even from me saying, don't call me a survivor, don't call me a widow, I'm, I'm his wife, and that's it, you've never asked about it again, that's just what it is, um, and you always show up and you always give support. Well, that's what I want to do too. And I know that everything with Bendy is still somewhat recent, um, but I have a voice and I have, I want to help people. It makes me happy to help people. It makes me happy to be there for people and to show up. And that's, that's what I want to do. That's what I need to do. So that's, I guess, answers both of your questions my, my goal is to just show up for as many people as I can because when Benji died you guys showed up for me people showed up for me and that's I asked people to and I wanted people to 
and I can't ask that of people and then not do it in return. Yeah, I so. I completely respect where you're coming from, and I definitely want to say I understand where you're coming from. I think it's a tremendous value having you on board as well, because although I can say I understand, I think I can only understand from a coworker's perspective. And I don't, would you agree with me that unless somebody's in your shoes, they can't really say they understand? I I feel like you're trying to fuck with me right now. Cause I, oh. I feel like you're, I don't mess with you. I feel like you're trying to start up a disagreement with me again, honestly, but uh, no, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to agree to disagree with you. Um, I think that you have, you know, you have understood me as, as much as I've needed you to, I don't need you to understand exactly what I'm going through. You've been, you and everybody else from TSF, TJ, Christine, people who have gone to court with me, you know, you guys have been willing to listen and be there and be a presence and just hear me out. And that's all I need. So, I mean, sure, I guess, is it nice to have somebody who's like, hey, you know, I've been right in your shoes. I get it. It's always going to be kind of different. And, you know, you're never going to get it to the full extent. Everybody's situation is, is somewhat different somehow. And I think that, I, I think that you're wrong. But we can agree to disagree like we do most of the time. I'm not going to argue with you. I think it actually, it's a, it's almost reassuring to hear that because I think some of us try really, really hard to give as much as we can to understand as much as we can with the mindset that we don't understand. But to hear what you just said, I think a lot of people might, it it might do a lot of people some justice and, and help to realize that maybe you don't need that much. You just need somebody to be there when these things happen, these tragedies happen. Just being there, answering questions, and, and just being supportive. Some may, Maybe I underestimate how much we do. You most certainly do. You underestimate a lot of things, myself included. But the last time that, you know, I was in Florida was for court. and. Um, Obviously, I was upset after court, which is, you know, not going to dive into that, but I was. And Christine and TJ were in the car with me. And they were just there. And they just, just their presence alone, just them sitting next to me in court, just them being there, did did more than anything else. So I, I don't think it requires a lot. You know, just good people being there for you, people who actually give a fuck. That's all it is. That's great to hear. Really is. I know that this is a member introduction, but I have to go into a couple of things while I have you here. And we're in the middle of May. We're in police week. This is Mm -hmm. a very, and I know it's not about me, this is about you, but I'm just going to say, I think for everybody, especially. Yeah. Law enforcement officers. This is a very, very hard time for all of us. It's a very hard time for the families of law enforcement officers who've lost their hero. And for those families of law enforcement officers that get it, it's a tough time for them too. 
I can't even imagine it. And I know it was an honor having you on for a few minutes. You surprised the, the team from the, the tour de force, the Florida tour de force at, uh, board. Mm-hmm. They were blown away when you surprised them, but things like that. So we typically will go to Brevard County has a memorial at the American Police Hall of Fame up by Titusville. Tallahassee, the FOP has a state of Florida memorial. The Florida Tour de Force five-day bike ride. Um, the Broward Community College the Institute of Public Safety has a memorial. I mean, there's Miami-Dade. Literally, everywhere you go in just Florida, they have memorials mm-hmm. this time of year. You have all the national events in Washington, D.C., concerns of police survivors. There's just so much. I can't even imagine. It's been hard for me. How how do you even describe? I mean, how hard has it been for you? What do you even say about? I, I I'm just going to be blunt. For some for for you, you should have been at so many events and you should have been listening and watching Benji being honored, and that hasn't mm-hmm. happened. And it's it's painstakingly frustrating. It hurts and it's heartbreaking to say the least. And I, I have cried <laughs> so much um, about these events, uh, and and me especially. I'm I uh, I try to plan things out. I try to prepare myself for things as best as I can in life. And um, you know, especially uh, police week in, in D.C. I was I was preparing myself mentally for this this week. Um, especially because our five-year anniversary landed on the 15th. So I was just like, I need to be in the right mindset. I need to be okay. And I need to get through this. Um, so then to have it kind of ripped away, uh, it hurt, you know, it hurt because I felt like he's never going to get, he was supposed to be on there this year. It was just supposed to happen. And, um, and then it's that unknown of, what is next year going to look like? I mean, just thinking do you have your regular line of duty deaths and then now you're adding on COVID-19 deaths and it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be crazy. So it's, you know, it's that unknown and not knowing what to prepare for, not knowing what's going to get rescheduled, what's not. When Tallahassee, you know, they're, they rescheduled for September and, um, when they called me to let me know, I was in the middle of the grocery store and I broke down crying. I was in the ice cream aisle and I was getting ice cream and they called me and told me and I broke down crying in the middle of the grocery store because I was so excited just to know that something for him got postponed and rescheduled instead of just getting canceled. Mm. So it's, it's been very emotional. It's been a, it, it's just been a, a, a constant, I guess, battle of trying to know that, uh, he is going to be honored at some point. And at the end of the day, uh, what I try to remind myself is that it's what we are doing daily that honors him most. And while these events are, are nice and um, something that I do think he deserves to have, what the kids and I do in our daily lives, what people like you do, um, you know, that's the stuff that is really honoring him. That's the stuff that's going to really make that impact. So. Well, let's let's segue that into a positive. Speaking of your daily mm-hmm. life, why don't you tell me a little bit about the foundation, how that started, where you're at, just a, a little bit of information. 
Um, so the foundation started just right after Benji died. I was like, I have to do something with this. Um, I can't let this be a dark cloud over our lives for the rest of my life. And then in turn, let it uh, turn into a dark cloud over lives and Tommy's lives. Um, so I, I was like, there's something that I have to do. I have to do something to to make, I guess, sense of it all and, and make something good and keep Benji's name alive and make sure people know what we lost and who he was and what he stood for. Um, and then in October, you know, it was all just random ideas until you came around. And then we actually started putting it together. Um, just moving forward with it. Just me and it was just me and Megan at first. She's the VP. And it was just ideas. And then kind of very organically, things just started rolling. You know, um, I started that partnership with Nazro that we're going to do the the um, school resource officer. Uh, scholarships for departments all over the United States for their trainings. Um, things have just kind of progressed in a, in a way that I can't. I mean, we're I funded it officially in January, January 21st of 2020, and I feel like we have done a decent amount of work, and we have two trainings scheduled for this year alone with with Nick Wilson, you know, out of the Resiliency Project. Who, I mean, that's another thing, just organically. Um, amazing people and amazing partnerships are just coming into my life. And we are all people who just want to do good and put good out. I'll, I'll never understand what the fuck I've done to earn so many amazing people in my life. But, you know, the, the foundation for Benji is just, it's moving forward. It really is. And we're, we're doing so much to try and put good out there. As as little as the scale may be, because we are small, it's now three people. Um, we just added Jose Guzman from from Benji's district to the foundation, and, and he's been a great asset already. So, you know, three people, three volunteers, super small, but we just care and we want to show up for people. I think it's it's moving well. So. Now you guys are. The Benjamin Nims Hero Foundation, and you're currently on Facebook and Instagram, correct? Yes. Website coming soon? Yep. Okay. Got some good people working on that. Right. And then uh, you mentioned NASRO. Just for some people that might not be aware, that's the National Association of School Resource Officers. Why was, okay. why was that an important aspect for you to get involved with? All right, so I'm just going to be blunt. You know me. Most people, I mean, let's be, let's be very fucking honest here. Most people don't like school resource officers. You know, there's this, um, it's almost like a, what, like their babysitter type things, right? That's, just for, that's the, just for, the, for the record, I have no problem with any school resource officers, <laughs> and I have a great relationship with several. Did. I never said you did, but let, let's be honest, even... You know, even Benji was—he wasn't a huge fan of them. But you know what? Somebody, somebody brought that up to me before. Even Benji didn't like school research officers. My response, being me, was, "I don't give a fuck what Benji likes. Unfortunately, he's not here right now, and it's my job to keep his memory alive. I'm gonna do it how I think is best." And my thing with school research officers—I've gotten to know several. I've gone through the training, um, and let's just face it. They are the ones who are around these kids five days a week. They're the ones who are, are with them in an, an environment that's not as crazy and hectic as, as what you guys are on patrol. 
if anybody has the opportunity to make an impact on these kids and have them see the uniform for more than what it is, it's them. You know, when you're when you're working the road and you get a fucked up call having to do with a kid, guess what? There's only so much you can do, right? You only have so much time. You can only make so much of an impact, with a lot, which a lot of you do. But they are in an environment that allows them to, to create that relationship. We just have to make sure that we are picking the right type of people to go into the schools. I'm not talking about the people, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be fucking blunt. Let's not pick the ones who are about to retire and don't want to do shit and sit on their ass all day. Let's not pick the ones who aren't doing good on the fucking road. So you're just going to, you know what, let's just toss them over here. So hopefully, you know, things, things work out. We don't want them on the road, so let's put them here. We don't need to toss away there. What we need is somebody who cares, somebody who's going to put in the time, somebody who wants to be in that position, someone hopefully who's, who's been trained properly, which is what NASR is about. And, you know, I think that that's the way. I, th- I honestly do believe, and I will argue this with anybody who wants to, feel free to reach out to me. I think that school resource officers are the perfect way to start bridging that gap. Well, I don't disagree with anything that you said. And one of our secondary missions is to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the community. And we can go on a whole separate topic here, which we're not going to do because this is, your, <laughs> this is your member introduction. But I will say maybe our agreement, are such a so having such a strong agreement on topics like these, and I know Mike and Christine and everybody from our group feels the same way about this. Maybe that's another reason why you're such a good fit and, and we agree on this. Uh, when it comes to bridging the gap, it starts at home, but mm-hmm. the children, what they're exposed to, and I'll tell you, when I grew up, I didn't have a school resource officer. When I go on calls and I talk to students and parents, I remind them of how lucky they are to have that resource. So you're absolutely right. It's very, very important to have the right person in there. They're dealing with a lot, and I think they deal with a lot mm-hmm. more than most people even give them credit for. Okay, They so, really do. So moving on from that, the Benjamin Nims Hero Foundation, your daily life. I think to segue into Nick, you mentioned Nick Wilson. Uh, he's, he's phenomenal. I love him. We've, we've followed him on Instagram for quite some time, and we seem to just have a lot of like-minded uh, things in common, and we share a lot of each other's uh, posts and things, especially when Christine puts some information out there and it gets shared uh, from him and vice versa. But for those who don't know, Nick's, uh, Nick's thing is the Resiliency Project. And their goal is to end the silent suffering of our nation's first responders. They want to provide peer support first and foremost. And that's something that you're very passionate about, mental health, mental mm-hmm. well-being. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Um, on previous podcasts, you know, we have discussed uh, my depression and my journey through, um, through that. And I, again, my relationship with Nick just kind of happened organically. I was following him because of what he's doing, because of the amazing things that he's accomplishing. Um, I don't remember exactly how, but we started the conversation. And one, I mean, honestly, it feels like one thing led to another. Now, here we are. Um, we're, we're doing two trainings together this year. I mean, 
it's it's incredible but I'm I'm very passionate about what he's doing. I believe in what he's doing. He has so much love for for officers and he has so so much passion in in this that I mean you you talk to him, you speak with him, you, you see what he's putting out there and there's there's no way to argue that. So I'm so excited about it. You know, we're bringing him out to Indiana um here in August and then I uh, you know, we are bringing him out to Florida in early November. So that's super exciting. And you're going to be part of that too. Can I ask you a favor? Can we make it South Florida? It's not the fuck. You know it's South Florida. <laughs> we, have, South we, go, Florida. we go all over the state. The state's so big. I'm just, I wanted to get it recorded. I wanted to confirm from you right now, it will be in South Florida. First off, I love all of my Florida officers. I love all the officers everywhere. But yes, it's going to be in South Florida. That's you know, you guys have my heart down there. So And what is not we could talk about this at a later date, but for those that want to attend the training, how expensive is it going to be for each officer? Absolutely free. I'm not charging a goddamn dime to help people. It's not just not how this is gonna work. There you go. So we'll definitely it's going be, to be free. We'll definitely be sharing more of that. Oh, what else was I going to ask you? How are the kids? How is Eliza? How is Tommy? And how is Indiana been? Oh, you're going to get me started on Fisher. So let me talk about my kids first. I should do that. <laughs> um, Eliza is great. Um, sassy as can be, but she is, you know, uh, she's excelling very well in, in her grief counseling. Um, and she wants to honor daddy. She she knows that the foundation's her some days and that she's going to be president of the, the foundation. So I'm just kind of taking care of it for her for now. And she's excited. She's she's great. Tommy. That that boy is hell on wheels. I mean, he's just he's something else. <laughs> There's he looks just like Benji, just like him. And he's got so much person personality and you know, the the kids are healthy and and as happy as they can be. And that's all I can ask for. Um, Fishers in Indiana. I, I can't. Um, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I am. I'm 100% where I'm supposed to be. There's two things that I'm going to bring up. And I hope I don't, you know, segue us too much. But, do you want um, me to stop you just, if you do? Yeah, you can stop me. Okay. <laughs> you know, just this week alone, you know, how difficult it's been. And um, I, I won't go into it too much because I wanted to make a post about it, but I've just been so all over the place. Um, cops, Indiana cops, they released uh, two collages of these 2019 fallen officers and they included Benji in the collages. Mm. And I can't tell you how much that that meant to me that they just you know they put a, a south florida cop in the indiana police officers for 2019 because they're i mean my, they are family and they have 100 percent just taken us in like one of their own and then fishers uh on wednesday we had the the candlelight vigil and they didn't want us to be alone so they hosted an event a little small event with you know chief Gebhardt and 
uh, Detective Tracy Jones, her husband Ryan, Captain Jones now, uh, Cesar um, from Fishers, you know, just their families and, and us. And they were there for us that night, and it, it meant so much. They had a cake for Tommy and Eliza. Um, they had balloons for us to release up to Benji. They had flowers for me and Eliza. They gave Eliza tulips. I mean, they're just so let me tell, let me tell you let me tell you something about what you're saying though right now i can't emphasize enough i'm like holding back emotions because of how proud i am as a police officer that everybody involved in that did that because one of the remarkable things and i've been to way too many candlelight vigils but one of the most remarkable things is it's such an emotional time but you look in front of you, behind you, to your left and to your right, and you're surrounded by support. So we know that you're going to watch the, the virtual candlelight vigil. It was nice that they did that. I am so thankful that you guys were not alone for that. And it's, it's just remarkable. It's absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of those guys. Go ahead. I just had to say I'm alone away. No, no, 100%. I mean, I got to be honest that when they, when they said Benji's name, it was two seconds. I swear it was, it was two seconds. I saw his face and then it was gone. And Eliza barely got to say, she barely got to say, that's my daddy. Mm. And, and he was gone. And I understand, I get it. But it, it was like a gut punch in a way, I guess it was just so fast. And, um, I got I got emotional and I actually I I had to I had to leave I had to go I had to go out of the room and then Tracy just came up and just hugged me you know I I am never ever alone with them I'm never alone with 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 anybody I, I have I say this often and I mean it I have so much love and so much support and I don't get it but I'm so thankful for, for all of you, I mean, for, for you guys in Florida, everybody who gives a fuck in Florida, you know, Nick in California, I've got Megan, Kelly in, in New York. I have everybody from Fisher's Police Department here, Carmel Police Department, um, just cops in general, South Florida and, and Indiana. You know, I, I get so much love and so much support. I am never alone. So even in these challenging times, even in these unknown times that we have no idea what's going to look like uh, for honoring our heroes, we're not alone. Our families are not alone. My kids still got to honor their dad. And that's, that, that's that, everything. That was one of the, I, I'll never forget. It, was, it wasn't long ago. There was an officer that was killed in the line of duty. And I remember one of the things that bothered you so much was that they didn't really, because of everything going on, they couldn't even have the proper services. Just, mm -hmm. these are these are tough times. Um, I know you touch on feeling blessed and lucky and, and where you're supposed to be and how you come across such great people, but I have to tell you, what I've learned in my experience, especially with Team South Florida, is you're not always gonna have support and great people for whatever reason you'll have the negatives you'll have the questioning people or the jealous people or whatever people call them haters I, I i don't pay any attention to it i just ignore it but positive supportive people end up finding other positive supportive people 
And when you find that and you don't have like you guys are going to be just like us with the foundation because you have three members right now for your board, correct? Yeah. What are the salaries for the three members combined? Nothing. So it will never be anything. Exactly. And when you do something like that, and then we do the same thing here, everybody sees where, where it goes. So you'll end up finding like-minded people with the same drive, the same passion, and you'll get, you guys will end up helping each other. And speaking of which, I don't want to forget, we didn't really do much. This was all you. But with all this stuff going on with this Corona stuff, why don't, what did you just do recently with, with the sanitizer and all that and the distilleries? And I, don't, I can't even imagine the emails and phone calls and messages you dealt with. But go ahead and summarize that because that's another thing to be proud of. You know, it's not me. It's, it's Benji's foundation. It's, it's his name that's important. And it's, it's him. It's Benji who um, we got uh, 66 gallons of sanitizer for spread out across four states. I think around seven districts or different, different PDs got it. Um, you know, we've gotten N95 masks. We've had some hand sewn masks, regular soaps, uh, sanitizer, the, any kind of disinfectant. Um, we just wanted to help, you know, uh, I think that's the, I think that's what our foundation and the, and the people that are in it, you know, we, we want to help. We want to show power where we can, and we're going to, um, make sure that we put effort in where it's needed and at this current time i mean what's more needed than than that but i mean again i could not have done it without you telling me who needed it so thank you uh, that's that's absolutely just amazing there's other things that are in the works right now but it's not completed yet so i'm not going to speak on that you're absolutely right i think you are in the right place Another reason why we're happy to have you when I talk about this member introduction is you can relate to being with a military veteran as well as a law enforcement veteran. And mm -hmm. I think both of them are completely different, yet they have similarities. And I think that's another, yeah. I think that's a, a tremendous benefit for us to have another resource in you for that re, you know, regard. So I'm thankful for that. Oh, well, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it brings up, you're going to, it brings up a different lifestyle, right? I mean, let's be honest here, the relations that you have with a police officer, or even a, a service member is, it's going to be a lot. It's, it's going to have its challenges. Um, so it's definitely something that I think it's a, it's a good thing to understand. Um, but I'm glad I can help. Before I give you an opportunity to say any last words, let me ask you another open question. And this may be different from you as it was for some of our other members that were sworn law enforcement officers. So you speaking from a civilian perspective, the wife of an officer, military veteran, all those uh, categories, if you will, descriptions, if you will. Do you have any advice for a new officer? a veteran officer and or their immediate family the only advice i can give um don't be afraid to open up don't be afraid to speak on what you're feeling and what you're seeing because you know the profession the profession that you're in you know it's heavy it is and it's i mean it's, i'm sorry it's fucking stupid to say anything else it, it's it's heavy 
um, and it's it's going to weigh on you. So whether it's a coworker, a family member, your spouse, you know, a friend, don't be afraid to speak on it. Don't be afraid to open up about it. Uh, that's the one thing I could say about Benji and I, you know, and he he would talk to me about this stuff, you know, and I didn't have to understand it. I just listened. And it was a weight off his shoulders. I'm sure he vented to his coworkers too. Um, maybe just one of them. But um, it's it's something that I think is it's very important. I think that we should focus less on the, uh, I'm a cop, I'm a tough guy, I'm a, you know, I have to be, you know, hard as nails. That's not, that's not what it is. Um, so, I mean, I, I personally don't understand it. Um, I've never worn the uniform myself, but it's something that I think we really need to focus on. Just, just open up to somebody and, and allow yourself to be at least somewhat vulnerable, you know, just, it's okay to talk. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah, that's a good phrase. It's okay to be, not be okay. And I think that law enforcement officers are naturally guarded and less inclined to open up. But I will tell you, it's not enough. And we just we just recently had several uh, suicides in South Florida, mm-hmm. which is just it's it's hurtful because there's so many resources now more more so than ever but one of the plus sides is as small of an organization as we are we're having people reach out whether it's just to vent just to talk or for professional help and they're not necessarily just newer officers i mean they're they're 15 20 year officers 10 12 year officers and I think it's becoming more acceptable. And I think that might speak to some of Nick's motivation that we talked about earlier about ending the stigma. Uh, but 100%. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's important. So your advice would be for newer officers and veteran officers just to open up and for the families to try to get them to open up, basically. Yeah, and just, just be there. Show up. I mean, for fuck's sake, just be there. That's it. You know, for this is for the family just fucking be there. You know, don't, he doesn't talk to me. He doesn't tell me this. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. Fuck that. Show up. That's your goddamn job. That's all. Sorry. I'll get off my my soapbox. All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, as we wrap this up, I will give you the floor to say any last words, anything else you'd like to say, speak on. It's yours. And then I'll do Mm -hmm. our, our traditional closing. Any last words? Oh, um, no, I just, I want to say thank you. Thank you for, I guess, giving in to me uh, <laughs> telling you over and over and over again that you had to let me be a member. Um, so, so thanks for letting me join in. You know, uh, I'm so excited to be part of your mission. I'm so excited for the partnership that we've kind of just built. And you, you guys, you guys mean so much to me. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I just, we all really appreciate you, your family and everything. And we will absolutely honor our, our promise to you and tell you that Benji will never be forgotten, nor will you guys. All right. Well, I hope you have a good night. And in closing, 
one of our traditions with these podcasts is to ensure that we always honor our fallen and we will never forget. So we're going to take it back to 1983. It's May 17th. And May 17th, 1983, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office here in Florida lost Gary Beville. Very limited details other than the fact that he was 29 years of age and he was shot six times and killed as he attempted to arrest a woman who made a false report about damage to her car. The killer was ultimately sentenced to life in prison. May Gary, his friends, and family rest easy.